Hello and welcome to A Beer with Sam and Peter, episode 46. Oh, it's all falling apart. Yeah, we haven't recorded in a while and probably for good reason. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, Sam, I, Sam's I been, been sick. We've been uni stuff. It's been just a bit too hard to get together over the last two weeks. Oh, it's been, but, a, um, it's been a whirlwind. Yeah, a whirlwind journey. Yeah. Um, but but where snot for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were sick like like a month ago, and then you're yeah. sick again, which which sucks for you. Um, it's pretty annoying. So, so we're not doing a beer with Sam and Peter this week. We yeah. are doing a yeah. cup of tea. <laughs> so, hello, sorry, what was that? Hello, you- hello and welcome to uh, episode one of a tea with Sam and Peter. Is another way of saying it, I suppose. But we're drinking a tea, yes, which was really exciting for me because I got to show off my incredible mug collection uh, on our Instagram. Which uh, I deeply enjoy. Peter's drinking out of the uh, Hound's Fried Chicken. Yep. Game of Thrones mug. And I'm drinking out of the Unbowed, Unbent, Unbroken uh, House Martell mug. Yep. I've got green tea and you've got... You've got you've got T2's Senga. Japanese green tea. Yeah, which you said tastes like uh, hay. Yeah. For horses. Yeah. Um, so, so we'll see how we go. But we can actually, since we're drinking out of mugs, we, we can, can actually a, cheers. A decent clink, yeah. I mean, it wasn't decent, but... It's not, uh, yeah, it's rather good, sir. I'll drink my tea. That is just awful. <laughs> really? That's... Does it taste like like you're at the nativity scene, but you just put your face No, nah, I think it's too... I think it's too strong. Yeah? I think I made it we're, we're, We are new to the art of free-leaf tea. <laughs> yeah, that is... That is fucking terrible. <laughs> Is how I would describe that. Tea. We're beer it, men. We're not tea men. It's definitely it's definitely my fault for making it wrong. But is it? I th- I've definitely made it wrong. So like it's too like look at that. It's too dark for green tea. I think. No, it's about green tea color. I don't know. Have it. You have a taste because I'm not going to drink. You're not going to drink anymore. Yep, and I'm not going to get sickness right. Sam cooties. But you have a taste. Oh, it's it's Peter, so bad. You just put too much in. <laughs> It's not bad at all. It just tastes like it's like a thousand peas. How did you you make it that strong? You kept telling me to put more in. Oh, I think he steeped it for too long. That's really how you make it strong. It's how long you put the tea in the hot water before you take it out. I didn't know that. I'm not a tea man. It is powerful. Yeah. It's a good thing there's no caffeine in green tea, otherwise you just, like, that'd be... A- my eyes would be, yeah. like, as big as saucers oh and I'd God. be bouncing off the walls. Wow, I should have taken a big swig of that. That is... Yeah, it's awful. It's like a punch in the face of tea. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not... It's definitely you made it too strong, though. I'm glad okay. I tasted it, because can, I can confirm that's just the taste of, like... Really strong tea. Really, really strong tea. Turns out I'm just a moron. Doesn't taste like uh, the nativity scene though. It tastes, it like it tastes like green tea. Yeah, just like too much of it. Too much green tea. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, we'll learn the next time some one of us is sick. We'll have, we'll have another crack at. A tea or or maybe we'll just like cut our losses and I'll make a coffee. Maybe we'll just you know go. Maybe, maybe we should. Uh, maybe we should have a float. With Sam and Peter, you know, like float. have a different thing each time. It's like a float. It's like a spider. Oh, yeah. I, like I think a spider is only an, is an Australian term for a float. An American like float is a is a spider in American, I believe. Huh. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure, but I think like a root beer float. Yes, yeah. root beer floats, root beer and ice cream. So I assume, yeah. Like a anyway. like a spider is yeah. I like spiders. Yeah, for anybody who's not in Australia, tell us if you know what a spider is, other than the eight-legged kind, of which we have many as well. <laughs> did we check our email? Uh, I did. Sadly, nothing. Sadly, nothing. Ugh. Do you want to do another on-air check to see if anybody sent us anything? No, I, I think we need to keep this show rolling. Right. So, how's life, Sam? I know you, you're sick and stuff. you got uni exams coming up. My life is pretty much being... Uh, being a little bit sick and having exams at the moment, yes. So I summed it up. Okay, I'll talk about my life yeah. then. Uh, <laughs> Which was what this is. If kids, 
That's what they always want to do. Someone, anytime someone asks you, how's your life? They just want to get through that bit so they can tell you about theirs. I did a bunch of stuff. Yeah. No, recently. honestly, I've done nothing. So, I, I mean, by a bunch of stuff, I mean, I went and saw, um, I went shopping with my brother, which was interesting. Oh, oh, my, my tea's delicious, by the way. I'm drinking Australian afternoon out of a tea bag and it's, it's quite good. I'm enjoying uh, mine. Just so the viewers know. The listeners know. I'm really resentful of that fact. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, I Stop. went shopping with my brother, which was fun. Yeah. I had to... Yesterday, I got roped into um, giving opinions on my sister's formal dress, which I don't know if you had to do that with, with your sister when you were younger and stuff, uh, but like, it's always a trap and you can never give the right answer and... Personally, I didn't really have too many opinions, but I kept getting asked for opinions. I, I think you're absolutely right. Like, so this is a, this is a movie trope that I have a serious uh, problem with. You know, you know, like it's a trap, right? You can't say. Well, you can't say you're meant to always say it's good, right? But then they'll get annoyed at you. They think you're not genuinely telling the truth. I, I think mean, it's not. You just have to be honest. No, no, I just mean it's a trap in terms of yeah, partially in terms of that movie tropey way, but yeah. also that. I don't know. I don't care. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have an opinion? Peter, if I know anything about you, it's that you have an opinion. (laughs) Sometimes. (laughs) About certain things. I've asked you for advice on my going out attire. I think your answer is always, like, don't be stupid. Or just, like... Yeah, actually, that's true. But but I think I probably have thrown it out there at some point. I think it's always been... Because of our friendship. I've been judging uh, women's clothing (laughs) since I was a wee lad. I used to get looked after by my aunt. Right. And she would uh, take me to uh, stores, like, all the time. That's what she would do. Like, and she would put on clothes and she would ask me because I would always... From a very young age, I was just told to just give my honest opinion. Right. Um, Something that I struggle with on, like, a day-to-day basis as an adult. When I go to, like, anybody else's family home, like, and it's it's, not that way. I have to be, like, trained out of it. <laughs> You're um, not all about the, like, family politics. And yeah, I think the biggest one is, saying is the right food, thing. right? You come over to another family's house for food. If someone asks you... Yeah, you're, you're like... Yeah. You're opinionated about food. Right? <coughs> Whereas I'm just like, oh, yeah, it tastes nice. Well... That's fine. Um, yeah, and I like to... I, I've been just told to give them. Like, in my household, my mum would hone down a, a recipe by asking for an, your advice, and you would genuinely say... Nah, shit. No, well, it needs more salt or something like that, right? Yeah. As like a, you're a team. That's what it felt like, working together towards a better bolognese. Yeah. But like, um, yeah, I, I, as a kid, I, I had to be trained out of that. Like, sleepovers and stuff. Like, I would learn that. <laughs> you can't, how's the, how's you can't like just the, go over to, to um, your mate Tom's place and say, yeah. sorry, Susan, this bolognese is shit. Yeah. How's uh how's how's the also buco? It's a little fatty. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so I, I she would take me dress shopping and I would do, I would say like, um you know, Annie like Annie Carey, you look ridiculous. I would say that. <laughs> frankly, I, I remember frankly, saying that. you look like a hippopotamus. Yeah, you look ridiculous. I said so as like a seven year old. Yeah, and um, strange thing was everybody loved me. Like her, her girlfriends who would go shopping, like thought it was great. I think what everybody's... what what, what, what well, It's because you're like a cute little seven-year-old. Well, I've carried that through. And I think in terms of food thing, yeah, absolutely. It's not how the world works. But in terms of the uh, girls asking you for your opinion, you should give your honest opinion, right? Because there's going to be a moment. It's like there's a bit of a blindness when you're buying clothes for yourself. And there's a moment of epiphany when they bring that dress that you knowingly knew... Like, knew was not flattering for them you, and they bring it home. They'll walk out eventually one day and look at the mirror and have that realization. And then like, it's all coming down on you, buddy. In gen- that's, genu- that's only if you're buying the clothes with the that person. Well, well, if they've already, if they've already bought it. Yeah. Then you don't say no. <laughs> I'm holding, See? I'm holding See? court. I, mean, I feel like I'm holding court now. I, I reckon you don't say no, but you, um, you still give your opinion. And if you don't think, if you don't like the dress, um, you just say that it's not right for the occasion. But you can't, 
There's only so many times you can say that, Sam. You just say, like, I don't know if that one really fit. Where are you going again? Yeah, it doesn't really fit. Where are you going? Plus, you can just say that usually they give you a choice when it's at home. And then that's fine. You can just choose one over the other, right? Like, they're like, this one or that one. Was it like that? Uh, kind of. Yeah, well, then you just make, you, you choose the one you genuinely like. Yeah. But in terms of if you're shopping, I would encourage you to, if you if you don't know whether it's a yes or a no, something a little negative, it's always better than something a little positive because it sends the message that I'm present, like I'm here right now, I'm not just on my phone waiting, and I care about this as well, and I'm going to be honest with you. And I, I genuinely think you it's better to stay critical when it comes to that. That's my advice. If you can like establish your somebody, some your somebody to your female friends is like establish yourself as somebody who can be trusted for those kind of things, then you just give out your opinions. And yeah, they're arbitrary. Everybody's opinions are arbitrary. I mean, and then you just like it's just you get some props. This was not the kind of life advice I was expecting to to get yeah, I when I when I brought up this thing, which I was going to just make a big joke about and move on from. I didn't expect to be giving life. Advice. <laughs> it's a personal issue for me. I think just being. I think it's just because it's a people t- people being uh, like falsely like pleasant is the thing that I have a personal crusade about. And I think if everybody was what, honest, it'd be do you- Anyway, we should maybe start talking about the homework we movie. We should probably start talking about all our regular stuff. Yeah, our, our homework movie for this week was, of course, as all our listeners would know, Trainspotting. Trainspotting. The, yeah. the Danny Boyle the first one. heroin movie. Yeah, um, a, a sequel just came out to that movie. Um, looks like it's more of an Independence Day sequel than... I'm thinking, trying to think of, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good sequel now. Like a Dark Knight or something. I don't know. It's like in a remake... It, it's following in a very long tradition. It's not like, a remake. No, no, no. I, I the, mean, I see the though. sequels. The sequels all about like he's like clean and uh, Ewan McGregor's like clean and stuff, and he's become an adrenaline junkie. Yeah, which and sounds, he gets the gang back together. Sounds good. Um, I've heard it's not as like it's not. I've heard, yeah, it, I've I've definitely heard it's not as good. But what but is, I, so I've what heard is, it's like the it's it's been getting like sort of okay to good reviews. Yeah. Yeah, Train Spotting is it's a movie about two things for me. Uh, it's a movie about um, the lives of heroin addicts, um, and it's really it's it's really brash and brave about it. I really like that. You know, like it's this like you got you got a narrator, you you and McGregor. Yep. Um, and he uh, almost you know there's like uh, that you see needle like. There's a few things with dr- with drugs in movies that there, there are a lot of lines drawn that um, are interesting to know about. Uh, so like, and, and determine ratings very harshly. Uh, so for instance, like you're not allowed to see direct drug use. Like, um, I think the worry is that it's like an instruction manual, but I feel like it's not that hard to work out. But anyway, you're not meant to. So it's like that needle going into the vein probably would have earned them an R rating just from that. Yeah. Um, but it's it's very open about that. You see everything. Um, you see you, you see everything from, you know, powder to hot spoon to liquid to the needle to end. You, know, you see it all throughout the course of the movie. So it's very honest in that way. And I yeah, think the so, second so, thing, so what what's the what's the movie about? Yeah, so it's about a heroin a heroin like life of a heroin addict and it's also about Scotland um if, like a decade ago, when it, when parts of it living in parts of it, two decades ago, two decades ago, when living in parts of it, really, I think the movie came out really shit. And is it set in Edinburgh? That's a pretty good guess. I don't know. Well, it's interesting because Edinburgh they have the there's there's Edinburgh and Glasgow. Yeah, the two main cities. Two main cities, not too far apart. Glasgow is considered the um, it's like the metropolitan city. Yeah, it's a bit harsher a place to go than Edinburgh historically. So it's interesting that it's set in Edinburgh, but I, I don't really know much about. I don't know if it is set in Edinburgh. Scotland twenty years ago. It's just I, set in Scotland. Like it's, I believe it's set in. It's Edinburgh. not really important. I believe it's set in Edinburgh because there's a great scene that made me laugh a lot, where these guys who are you know, like poor and criminals, um, have a really great season during the Edinburgh Festival. Right. So it must be in Edinburgh, right? Where these like this tourist British tourist walks into their uh, like serious Scottish pub. 
and just like um goes like oh could i use your bathroom and uh like starts walking into the bathroom and all all five of them like stand up and just walk in with him and walk out with you know his money and one of them's wearing this jacket and everything and that's the same like, that was funny that was a little scene but it, that seemed to be like what the routine was at edinburgh festival just right. like rob each guy that comes in um i think it's in edinburgh but yeah, it's, it's about being young and Scottish in that time as well. And then it's being a bit shit. Is that, is that fair enough? Yeah. Yeah. Our main character is Ewan McGregor, who is... Uh, how old is he? He's about like 20? Yeah. Um, Maybe a bit older than that. Yeah. Young Scottish guy. Um, he's taking care of him with some of his friends. Yep. Um, but they're all sort of like... I mean, they're heroin addicts. Uh, the, uh, some of them are, but they're all sort of ragtag and yeah, kind of kind of like blue blue collar families, working class yeah families, very much so. Sort of that, uh, very much that uh, like U- UK um, sort of style of uh, all working class families, and they don't yeah. have a lot of money and grow up in estates and stuff and and that kind of thing. And it's, it's, it's interesting because it's, um, because it's just like a, trying to be like an honest telling of what life is like for, what life was like for those people on a day-to-day basis. Some of it is like really, really funny. Yeah. I laughed a lot at the, like, uh, oh, so many, like the bed shitting scene. Oh, probably the, the greatest. Oh man. Which would be just the worst situation. Poor Spud. I mean, it's probably terrifying. Yeah. More than anything. Oh yeah, could you imagine? Yeah, I've heard that can happen to you, and um, ever since I've been terrified of that. <laughs> yeah, rough. Shit the bed, literally. Yep. In his, I think he lives there, but in no, his, he in his girlfriend's no, he, parents' house. Yeah, he doesn't live there. Oh, he doesn't live there. In his girlfriend's parents' house, in his girlfriend's bed, and she's sleeping on the couch, so that she doesn't know yet. Wakes up, walks into breakfast with carrying the sheets all bundled up so you can't tell, and then gets into a fight over the sheets that just shit on everyone's faces. Goes everywhere. Pretty great. Uh, there's, a, there's a few moments where you just, where you just like confronted with human crap in this in this. Movie. Yeah, there's the the most disgusting bathroom in all of Scotland. Yeah, which um, is an interesting scene. It's an interesting scene. It's like something I wanted to talk about with the movie because it's got the movie has like a few scenes where it's like the main character hallucinating. Yeah. And I historically hate those scenes. They kind of annoy me. They're always over the top. And, um, they, they annoy me because of that. Like it's a clown, like laughing for some reason or whatever, or the whole room goes purple or it's like a, maybe like a Jonah Hill style like thing where they like this cut, cutting candy everywhere. And, Talking ice cream. Like, yeah. Like in Superbad. Yeah. Or like in uh, 22 Jump Street. Oh, yeah. Uh, but. Um, or, I also, an, or an Anchorman type or an thing. Anchorman. Yeah. <laughs> but I also hate it because. Like, Anchorman, I doesn't matter too much because it's all silly. Right? Yeah. But I'm watching this movie and some of it's really serious. Like, a, like they, they show you, um, you know, a, uh, like a baby, someone in the meth house, in the, in the sorry, in, in like the heroin dealer's house has a baby and it could have been any of theirs is what he says um and it dies in neglect and you know even, and they show even it more heavy and they show it and even more heavily like and then they just go like right right back back to it like there's no reaction and that's all really like so real and, and, and harsh um so i want to know that all of this happened you know, so in any time there's like a hallucination scene out of nowhere, suddenly you're not sure whether every all of this is happening exactly how it happened because it's being told from you and McGregor's perspective though. So like, yeah, maybe that bathroom was just how he remembered it, and it wasn't actually exactly that filthy. You know what I mean? Like, and I just don't like that. I just want to know what it looked like. Yeah. Um, but in this movie, it's really subtle. I actually enjoyed it. Yeah, it's it's a really good film. Can you yeah. believe that Ewan McGregor then went on to become Obi Wan Kenobi? Yeah, that's pretty. Actually, knowing him, I like. 
He he much better fits the transponder character. <laughs> he was a, he's a much better actor in this movie. I thought actually, like it was, I thought it was a good job that he did. Um, he's a good. He was a good Obi Wan Kenobi. He was a very good Obi Wan Kenobi. But he but in this movie he had to do like he had to do a lot more stuff. Yeah, and he had to act like he had taken heroin, and that's a hard thing to do. Yeah, uh, I think he did it really well. You know. I think like when a lot of actors, that's one of the biggest things that you apparently you should ask. If you have, if you're a small time actor, you get a big movie and you're suddenly on with Morgan Freeman or something, right? And you get the chance, you know, you, after you've cozied up to them, you get the chance to ask them something. That's meant to be one of the golden ones because they all have like a trick to it because you have to do it so often. Like, how, how do you act drunk? What's your secret? Because it's really hard. Yeah. It's really hard not to overact it. Make it like just Charlie Chaplin it up and you're just like, oh, <laughs> oh, I'm so drunk. Exactly. I've had so many beers. Yeah. Um, and I'd imagine that's the same, that's the same thing, but even harder. But he did a really good job. Yeah. It's, it's a good movie. It's a well-made movie. All, all the acting is pretty good. Yeah. Good story. Good soundtrack. Like Danny Boyle done good. He did. What did you, like, what was your big takeaway from it? Like what's... What's your favorite scene? Uh, I don't know if I've got a really big takeaway from it. It touches a little bit on uh, when AIDS becomes a yeah, popular yeah. That, that was thing. a pretty tragic story about the about the friend that was like he well, was, he was like heroin addicts. Yeah, he was like, like straight edge, and then yeah, probably the most he strange. like tries heroin once, and then he's the one that like massively nosedives, gets. Uh, AIDS and dies and yeah, serious, is like a serious, serious addict and, yeah. and that kind of thing and it was all Ewan McGregor's fault as well yeah because he was forgotten about I think oh, there's some really it, like, there, there's a lot of really intricate kind of storylines and it's yeah. it's really real in the in the like way that all the characters lives weave together and this yeah. like it, it really I think kind of captures the I don't actually, I don't actually know, but it, it captures the thing that you kind of think of with drug, drug addicts that it is such a selfish thing. Yeah. It's all, it's all about getting the next high and you, you don't really think about the people around you and you very much see that story in this movie. But I, I think a lot of movies do it that way. I think this one was so good because it wasn't that um, cut and dry. Like, yeah, the, the thing yeah, with, absolutely. The thing with like, the thing with having an addiction is, you you feel like shit, right? So it's not like it's not like you're like a really you're just like a ultra uh, selfish person who doesn't care about anybody else. Because then you wouldn't feel like shit all the time, right? But you, you you feel like shit because you still have those feelings. Like I'm sure that Ewan McGregor still, when he finds out what happened to his friend. You know, he's really is is still like knows that that's upsetting. He also knows that he he also knows and would care and feel sad and ashamed that um, his parents uh, are like uh, ashamed of him for for taking drugs or whatever. He knows all of that. Yeah, there, you feel so shit because you know all of that and you still do it. It like just erodes your 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 willpower and. Um, I guess, yeah, it makes you selfish in a way. I'd, I'd more say it erodes your willpower, right? And you just, you make decisions like that are self more, that are more selfish. Um, and you also just don't have the, like anything seems really daunting, right? Including putting enough effort into like get clean, get clean or, or just genuinely sustain a relationship. You know, or just like, or like help out a mate or whatever. It all just seems so hard and it, you're way, way more likely to just cop out on things, which is yeah, kind and, of like, that's, that's how I describe what most of he does. He like just copping out on, on everything. Yeah. And I think that's something that this, this movie does really well is it gives you a lot of different perspectives, even though it's all told from Ewan McGregor's perspective, you get the whole like his his parents and his his friends and, yeah. and that kind of thing like you, yeah. you get a lot of the different perspectives and the yeah but, it, but it's very much from his perspective in the way of like um you know it, if this movie was told from a bird's eye view i feel like the whole baby dying would have been an 
incredible, important moment in the movie. But because it's a movie where we're all seeing everything from Ewan McGregor's perspective, it kind of only is, comes up a little, but yeah, it's pretty, it's, a, it's a blip. It's based on a book, you know. I do, yeah. I didn't know that until the end of the credits, and I thought maybe I should read that book. And yeah, and, and then the sequel is like another book. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to watch T2 now. Yeah. Even if it isn't as good, I, I want to watch it. And we're both big fans of Ewan McGregor. Just to so. see what it's... Like, it'd be interesting to just to see the, the difference in the characters. All those actors are still... And, and those actors. Like, active. Yeah. You know, in Hollywood, so that's that's fine. Yeah. I don't know. This was kind of like the breakout for a lot of those actors as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Ewan McGregor especially, and Danny Boyle. Yeah. Good movie. Yeah. Would recommend, definitely. Would, go, go see it. Not for kids, obviously. Oh, 100% not for kids. But, really. Yeah. yeah. Go, go, go give it a, give it a watch. Anyway, go see the movie. Yeah, sorry. Moving on. Um, I'll just very, very quickly mention, I went and saw Wonder Woman, which is the new hotness, which is out at the moment. Yeah, everybody's um, reviewing it. Uh, Sam and I are going to talk about it in a later episode once he's had the chance to see it. Yeah. My sort of thoughts, I'm sure, unsurprisingly to everybody listening, <laughs> is uh, I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was amazing, a bit too long, um, but we're really, like, I-, I wouldn't recommend people see it. It's yeah. very much a superhero sequel, uh, sorry, superhero origin story, very, very, very much so, um, but we'll we'll get into it once Sam's had a chance to watch it. Yeah, uh, it's interesting, the story of all this, because I wasn't going to go see Wonder Woman, and then my girlfriend gave such a glowing review of it, and then <laughs> Peter, I talked to Peter, and he gave... Uh, you know, such a, a non-glowing review of it. Um, and then he talked to one of our friends uh, when I was there and they like, and our friend sort of had a middle of the ground view, but he also disagreed with Peter on some things. And and it, the whole thing, the whole controversy made me think oh, that I, I need to have my own opinion on this. Yeah. It's like a touchstone. I want to have an opinion. But so I'm going to go, I'm going to watch I, it and I'm going to talk about it. I think depth. it's probably a five or a six out of 10. Like, it's okay. It's just, mm. for me personally, I, I'm just completely sick of seeing superhero origin stories. Yeah. Um, if, if the new Spider-Man movie is that, I've got no interest whatsoever. Doctor Strange was that kind of movie. Yeah. No, I thought it was crap. Whereas I, I uh, definitely... The new Black Panther movie, if that's just another origin story, then I've got no interest. Yeah. Like, although they are getting to the stage where with all these origin stories, they're, they're mixing it up a bit. And Wonder Woman does mix it up a bit. It's set in World War One. There's not been any superhero movies set in World War One. That being but said, there's not too much difference between that story and the Captain America sort of interaction. Or, 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 or almost literally every other yeah. um, superhero origin story. But we'll talk about that in more depth later. Yeah, uh, moving on. It was uh, E3 this week. Yes, um... Which we only, we only want to talk about for a little while again. Yeah, we just want to, I guess um, we'll bring up some, like, uh, we're not going to, like, we're not E3 any, reporters. There, yeah, yeah. You know, we're not going like, to really talk about Provide you the information. You can look it up somewhere else. I don't care. But, but. Was there anything that got you excited? Yeah. Uh, well, for E3, what was I looking out for? Some specific details. We got some more details for Destiny 2, including for the Ark Strider, which is the class that I was most interested by. Um, we didn't get as much stuff as I thought we'd get. That's true. We got we like a new trailer. We got and, we got some dates, and there are, and we got a new trailer. We got dates for the beta, and the release date's been moved up two days. Yep. And also, um, uh, we got a bunch of sort of minor details about yeah, more st- specific, like a couple more more specific details, but no like yeah stuff that only you and me would really be interested in. I don't think it's yeah. worth talking about on the podcast. Yeah. No, no, like new story mission or new. Um, PvP mode no. or, or new strike or anything. We just like got that. a few things confirmed, and then some things uh, not confirmed. Some yeah. things definitely denied. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. What else think got, got you excited? Well, uh, I was excited about Monster Hunter because I wanted to get into that for a while, but uh, it's been on Nintendo's stuff, which I historically don't like using. Yep. So, uh, now the new Monster Hunter, which I really like the look of, is coming out on PlayStation 4. It uh, looks way more, like, gone like a real, more down the realism track this time, which I like. I like how it looks. So, I'm excited for that. Uh, found out event, uh, sorry, uh, Horizon, 
uh, got gets a new DLC. Love that game. Absolutely love that game. Yeah, I've been playing that a bit this week. It's I can can confirm yeah. is very good. Got all the collectibles. Listen, for listen it. to our episode of the podcast where Sam talked all about it. Yep, uh, which was one of the more recent ones. Uh, I everybody got excited about the new Spider-Man game. You'd think I was excited about it, but it didn't look like anything new to me. It's interesting. Uh, Spider-Man terrible has historically not had the greatest run with when it comes to motion pictures. But uh, video game wise, I think there's been a, a large number of really good Spider-Man games that have come out, and I've played most of them. And this looks exactly the same. I don't, I didn't see anything in this that was any revolutionary idea. Um, so I wasn't excited about that. If you really want to go play a good Spider-Man game, I recommend Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. Yeah, which is really good. It has um, it has you playing as. Uh, Spider-Man, like from Spider-Man Two, the game where you like what you we've seen in the trailer, that kind of thing. So more of a it realistic is, swinging around. Shattered Dimensions is like four different, yeah. like of the Spider-Man, yeah. like sort of time periods, and universes, and you get that one, but you also get one where you're fighting as like old school Spider-Man, and um, it's like a combo fighting kind of game, and you also get to be um, like, like noir, assass- noir assassin, Spider-Man, noir Spider-Man, awesome. And is it also Future Spider-Man? And there's also Future Spider-Man. Yeah. So, like, that's a good ge- that's a good game. Wasn't excited by that. Uh, God of War. That looks really cool. Yes. Um, Kratos has a son, and they're going to Nordland. Did All you, did you ever about. play any of the original God of War games? Uh, I played one at a friend's house. Really, I really liked it. But yeah, I, God I, of War I, has always been on PlayStation, and I've only swapped to PlayStation in the last generation. So. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've played one, two, and three, and some of the portable ones. Yeah, like sat part way. I never finished the the portable games. Yeah, I, I really like God of War. It's it's good fun. I haven't played. That being said, I haven't played it in in a hot minute. It's definitely something I like. I, I know I would like. Yeah, so I'm excited about it. And yeah. also this one, this one looks like it. Ha- it's more compelling and it has a better story and like character interaction. It's 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 impossible to say just from trailers, but yeah, it's gonna what, be the last. What they're of trying us. to what they're trying to set up seems like it's gonna. Hopefully, we'll tell an interesting story. Yeah, and I like the whole gruff father and son video game genre. It's been good. So, <laughs> uh, so I'm excited for that. Very much so. Because um, that's what God of War is missing. I feel like God of War is a very, very old school type of video game. You know? It's a video game ass video game. It is. It's a it's, very It's got game. puzzles and combos and upgrades. And, like, and like ridiculous and, violence. Yep. And it is no real story, it is, really. No, it's got a it's got it's, a story. I mean, it's got a story, but it's not about the story in any way. It's just an excuse for you. No, so it's, it's it entirely is. about the story. It's an excuse. What are you talking about, Kratos, Sam? It's an excuse. Kratos, his family, he killed his family after he was like mind controlled by Ares, the god of war. Yeah. And then the first game is about him taking down the god of war. The whole thing is an And then he kills all the gods. Literally everything. And he kills Zeus at the end. Yeah. Because and he like fights the Titans. Yeah. And it's, he because kills Hades. Somehow you have to. And he kills Poseidon. <laughs> and he kills all the gods. And it's all about that. It's, it's a great story. It's just to go through quite possibly everyone. It's quite possibly the video game story. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old kind of thinking, so... It looks like that's been updated. I'm excited about that. Nothing really caught my eye. Um, a little bit more information got released for Darkest Dungeon DLC, which is called The Crimson Court. It's all about vampires. Vampires! It's got a new playable character. It's like four new bosses and then a wandering boss. It's pretty cool. Van Helsing, mad Van Helsing, uh, comes to hunt down your party if you're... There's a chance you can encounter him if you're walking around and one of your characters has contracted vampirism. The Crimson Curse. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes and tries to kill you. I'm excited for that, but I don't think that's directly an E3 thing. That's pretty much it for me. Yeah. I I thought the new uh, (coughs) Wolfenstein game, the trailer for that looked very cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's Um, true. The graphics look amazing and the tra- uh, uh, supposedly the first game, uh, like the first new Wolfenstein yeah. that came out a couple of years ago was really, really good. And It looked good. Yeah. And it like had a really like interesting story. It had Jimi Hendrix as <laughs> like this guy called Jimmy who was like, he was the, he was like one of the members of the like American resistance yeah. fighting people and yeah. just was kind of, had this really interesting take on what what would happen if 
the Allies hadn't won World War Two. It's a fun alternate story. Yeah, game, for I, sure. I, and and after after I enjoyed Doom so much, I'm kind of yeah interested in having one of those longer, um, like old schoolish first person shooters. Yeah, it's like kind of all about the campaign. Adventure first person shooter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like sort of something uh, like Bioshock esque type thing. Yeah. Um, oh, I'd love, I'd love a Bioshock esque game. Uh, now? D- uh, there was one that came out recently called uh, Prey, which you might be interested in. Uh, I think I saw a trailer for that. Yeah. Yeah, it looks kind of cool. Is there uh, anything else from E3 that you can think of? New Uncharted DLC looks pretty cool. It's going to be like an entirely self-contained story. No more Nathan Drake. It's. Um, yeah, so it stars it, it's your playable character. I think is going to be Chloe, who is one of the main characters in uh, Uncharted Two. Yeah, and she was also in Uncharted Three, kind of briefly. Yeah, um, and also Nadine, who is one of the villains in Uncharted Four okay. as well. Um, so oh, that that all looks kind of cool. The best I've almost forgot, Peter. The best. A game to come out of E3. Is it South Park, no. The Fractured Butthole? No, no, but that's pretty good. The reason... It's even better than that, though. The You have to go look this up, guys, I'm telling you. But the, occasionally, if you watch the main stage, which you shouldn't ever do, because nothing... Like, no new stuff ever comes there. It's just trailers, but... I, um, I watched I watched all of the press conferences, yeah. Sam. So, Fuck off. So, I was watching the main stage, and... Which uh, you should during, never during, do. During Sony's conference, when they were showing you uh, all the VR games. Yeah. Greatest game come out of E3 is, is a game, I think it's called like Ocean Monsters or Monsters of the Deep or something like that. And you have to watch the trailer for this. Like, uh, you have to. It's uh, it's a VR game. Like, uh, VR, again, breaking, breaking the ceiling. Where you and your incredibly anime-looking mates... Go out to different locations and uh, virtually fish. Yeah. Oh, that's like a Final Fantasy. It's like Final Fantasy fifteen. Just fishing DLC. Just fishing. Yeah, with your real anime mates. You get out there, you look at your anime mates, and occasionally, if you look over them, they're like, "Yeah, man, great." Toss you a beer, and you keep fishing. And I would love that in my life. I'm not going to pay like four thousand dollars to get that whole setup, but I would love that. Just I, like, just like, how harsh that work? Put on your headset. Oh, hey, anime Peter, turn back around. Time to time to have a have a good fish. What monster fish are we catching today? It just it made me laugh so much <laughs> when I saw that trailer. So I highly recommend. Did it? Did it convince you to buy PlayStation VR? Uh, you know, if I had like, if I had a lot of lot of lot of money, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the only game that's really actually made me think about buying, like, really. And being annoyed that I don't have VR is uh, keep talking and no one explodes because that seems very cool. That's on PC though. It is, but there's something lost about yeah, being yeah. in the room. Yeah, um, some other stuff. I thought there was a couple of interesting things in the Ubisoft pe- uh, press conference. Mm-hmm. Far Cry 5 looks like it could potentially be interesting, but it's definitely one I'm going to wait for reviews for. It's definitely going to be interesting. It's going to be a divisive game. I mean, it's got Lynch Poten- in it. <laughs> yeah, potentially, but it could just be all like tamed down because people go no. oh it's blah no. blah blah if I, I know anything and I do about Far Cry games they're not the kind of people to tone it down because because people might be offended yeah so that that could be potentially interesting new Assassin's Creed I am kind of excited for I've yeah. loved I've played every Assassin's Creed game except for Assassin's Creed Unity and also the uh, weird boat one that came out on xbox 360 oh yeah that where you played as a templar um i've yes. played all of them except for those two this one is is taking it right back we're going back the furthest that assassin's egypt. creed has ever gone to ancient egypt where egypt at basic that steel didn't exist yeah so i can't wait for something steel to show up in the game which definitely will you you're focusing on the wrong things already <laughs> sam <laughs> You, uh, it's no. like cool gladiatorial combat. It's like at the time of the Roman Empire and the yep. Roman Empire sort of control of Egypt and it. stuff. Yeah, Caesar's meant to be in it. Um, it I, I, I am excited for it. I think it could be cool. Uh, yeah. They've apparently overhauled the combat system. I was watching a video which makes it look a lot more like Dark Souls combat than oh, yeah. the sort of really simplified combat that it is now. 
that that it was in in the previous few games, which I was kind of had gotten a bit bored with. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I'm actually kind of excited for it's one I will wait for reviews for as well. But I think it looks kind of cool. Uh, another new Ubisoft game which got announced called Skull and Bones, which related to Assassin's Creed. Uh, remember Assassin's Creed Black Flag, the with all I, the fun ship combat and stuff. Yeah, I do. You remember how everyone said, "Why does this have to be an Assassin's Creed movie? Why can't I just be a fucking pirate?" Yeah, well, they've made that game, and it's now like a multiplayer competitive game which, where you're yeah. a pirate ship captain and you have to fight other pirate ship captains. Which almost, and that could be really cool. It could be. It almost seems to me that they've ruined it again, and they couldn't have just taken everyone's advice. Because the reason I like that so much is because I just. No, not many games have done that that well. Like, I can just explore as a ship captain, you know, like land on different islands, look for buried treasure, just sail the goddamn seas. Yeah. Um. So if it's just like a competitive game, then like, like it's basically like like War of Tanks, but but for ships. I feel like it's missed the mark again. Yeah, I don't know it. It could be cool. I don't enjoy saying it. I'd really like them to bring out the game of, like, like really great Sound High Seas game. But see, I, I, did, I find it doubtful. You see they announced Skyrim for VR? They did. That's kind of cool. Um, they announced Skyrim for uh, the Elder Scrolls Legends, which yeah. is their Hearthstone ripoff. I feel like they've... Which is actually a kind of fun game. We've been riding that Skyrim train a little bit too long now. I yeah, think. yeah, they need to bring out the new... The they need to bring out a new... Bethesda RPG. They absolutely need to need to do that because Fallout didn't really interest me all that much. Um, that's e- that's E three for me. Yeah, kind of the final game I wanted to talk about was Bioware's new right. like Destiny esque yes. RPG that I announced, which is like a third person like mech suits open world. It actually felt kind of game. It felt to me like uh, a game that you like, a bunch of our mates like, and I, I didn't enjoy it too much. Um, for PC that I'm trying to remember the name of. Um, but it's... You're in space. Mass Effect. It's third person. Mass Effect. No, no. You... you, you but it, it's like kind of Destiny-ish. You get the loot. Warframe. Oh, I've never played Warframe. Oh, really? Oh, well, yeah. sorry. It, it feels... A little, it looks the, to me the most like a version of Warframe. It's certainly got a similar sort of aesthetic. Yeah. But apparently it's like a class-based, like multiplayer but kind of going for the destiny type thing. warframe yeah there's all all class based. And, and like sort of open world like mmo yeah, thing. yeah warframe's not an mmo mmo it's all mission based yeah but it's it's got that feeling of it you, you can play with other people yeah go on the same mission it's essentially destiny i wouldn't even i mean destiny's kind of mission based right like that's true there's no social yeah no space. you're not wrong really anyway i thought that looked kind of cool um yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting it to did. see what it, what the final product turns out to be. It, 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 it looks kind of like what Mass Effect Andromeda kind of could have been. Yeah, yeah. So, so sort of just to, to finish off our talk on E three. I know I said we we're finished, but actually, <laughs> um, jumping back in with another quick one. Yeah. Um, there's this really cool game announced at the EA press conference, which is called A Way Out. Mm-hmm. It's by the developer who did uh, uh, Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons, which yeah. I think is pretty great. an incredible game. Probably one of the best games I can think of. Yeah, certainly one of the best stories in games. Yeah. Um, and for a story that has no no dialogue in it, it's yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Um, so it's the next game from them, and apparently it's all meant. It's it's like this game about the. It's like designed around couch co-op. Yeah. And the two characters are these people in a prison who escape from prison. Sounds like the best and are like planning planning an escape from prison and and love me a good prison break. Yeah. Love it, it looked. It looks like it could be really interesting. Yeah. Um, well, but I just wanted to on. quickly mention that we might do a Peter and Sam review of that maybe. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that leads on kind of nicely to something that you wanted to talk about. Yes. So uh, we'll recall that we recently talked about a Netflix original series that had a season five, House of Cards. Um, another Netflix original series that had season five is Orange is the New Black, which mm. I've recently just absolutely devoured. Um, I really love that show. Uh, and it, you know what? It made me, interestingly, it, made, it really negatively affected my opinion of season five of House of Cards. 
How so? Um, because it's it was just so it's 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 very comparable in the fact that you know like it yep. is a season five of Netflix of a Netflix original series, and what we talked about with House of Cards was that I didn't enjoy it. I I, I like worked my way through House of Cards. It not necessarily like just not just a chore, but it was kind of like that. I, I didn't really feel like that because I've now watched the whole thing. Yeah. Um, since the last episode, but. Well, I, but I, it was just more of the same. Yes, I enjoyed it. I felt it was more I, of the I, same. I thought the quality for this season wasn't as high. Yeah. Um, season five of Orange is the New Black, I would definitely say is my favorite season of the show. Really? It's, That's pretty crazy. It was like immediately... And it's interesting because like it's... We're talking presidency and a dude who murders people. And yet I'm never tense when I watch House of Cards. And I watched the first episode. I had my hoodie on, like over my head. I had my hands like clasped to my face I was doing that thing where, I, where you sit on with your feet like tucked up underneath you <laughs> on my chair um, it was it was great it is still definitely Orange is the New Black but it um, it, it like did it, it, the story not to like ruin the story but it did the story in a new way um, it was a very different way of doing a season you know a season of Orange is the New Black is generally like you know there's so many stories it's not that long I couldn't tell you how long it is, maybe a month or something in the life of these prisoners where this one takes this, this season takes place over three days. Really? Yeah. And it's, it's really, it's just a, it's a great idea. Um, and it's, it kept me on ten hooks. There's some really good storylines through it. Some really great acting. Um, and it's a, it's a great season where you have a lot of moments where, you know, you look at these characters and the characters are developed. It's really important. Like a lot of people like who have a successful series, like Modern Family, right? You want like, oh, our series is successful. We should, we should just never change the characters. Um, and I think it's like a really bad move. I think your characters should develop. These guys, like I, I looked at a lot of characters like and went like, holy shit, look at where you are now and where we were when we started. Three days ago. Um, three days ago, yeah, and also, you know, it was a, it was a really good opportunity to look at some character, like the main character, for instance, and think like about season one, you know, and and now. But yes, like look at where you were three days ago. Yeah, uh, is like great. Orange is the New Black is the kind of sh- like I watched the first season and then I've never watched yeah anymore, and I've always been meaning to go back. You and should watch definitely it. watch it. And your kind of glowing review of the yeah. most recent season makes me kind of want to go back. If, and- if you guys are like and actually put in the time, if you guys are Orange is the New Black viewers and you weren't sure about this season five, you should absolutely watch it. Um, and if you stopped halfway through, you need to catch up so you can see this season. Um, maybe even for you, Pete, because I know that you're like a big TV movie guy. Um, he doesn't have a lot of time. Um, this is so encapsulated. You probably could just watch season. No, nah, I'll, I'll watch it properly. I'll, yeah. I'll do it properly. Yeah, I you absolutely should watch it. Great, great uh, season, and I'm really excited for season six as well. It left me really excited for, for it. So fantastic. That's yeah. cool. Does it feel like the kind of show that it's coming to an end, like House of Cards, very much did? Uh, House of Cards felt like. I felt like I thought mm, this needs this to needs end. This needs to end soon. This one feels like it's definitely sort of coming to an end. An end. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. I think it, it gave me the feeling that maybe if the episode, if the season was two episodes longer, it could have ended. Okay. There. So, but I am interested to see where it's going to go. It leaves. It ended on an incredible cliffhanger, like season four. <laughs> season four ended on an incredible cliffhanger, which is why I was excited to see it. And season five ends on an equally, like actually even higher insane cliffhanger that, oh, you, that that's you can't it's so hard now that you're yeah about. that that's the thing about it these is binge shows that yeah. you can just power through it all in one weekend and Absolutely. then you're like holy crap i've got to wait actually a year to get the rest of this yeah and it gives you the same sort of feeling um for a lot of the characters as train spotting does really great you know talking about prisoners and that like sort of cop-out mentality that is really ruining like has sort of Put them on this course. It's, there's, it's a lot of, easy, there's a lot of these characters. It's easy to really dehumanize people that are put in prison. Yeah, and and, and, this and, thing and sort of think of it more as these are just criminals, whereas actually they're people that all have yeah complex lives and and that kind of thing. Absolutely, it, it, and they're not all bad people. And um, like, and I, and I love the way it, it showcases a person. Usually, um, each episode, like like you'll have flashbacks 
the like the regular episode goes on. This has always been for Orange is the New Black. Um, for all characters, but you'll have one character who gets their flashbacks when you're watching yeah. them, and suddenly, like the lost si- lost system of yeah, and suddenly you have this whole new perspective on the character, and, and it works every time. It works on characters that you. you it's sometimes, a good sometimes it's a good you, formula. Sometimes you wish those characters would die, and you still feel for them. <laughs> but it, and incidentally, it has a flashback for one of the greatest characters in the whole show. Finally, <laughs> she has her own theme song. And don't ruin it. No, after the flashback, um, whenever she has like an idea, it plays the theme song again. <laughs> it's lovely. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Um, but that's all we've got time that's for. All we've got time for. Unfortunately, I, we've got to sort of wrap it up. We, we've got to wrap it up pretty quickly. Um, homework movie for next week <laughs> is going to be uh, Gangs of New York. Yep. The Leonardo DiCaprio and other people. Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio and friends movie <laughs> about like early New York. Yeah. Um. Peter's seen some of it. I've seen none of it. Yep, I, I haven't. I've seen, haven't seen it all. Like I haven't sat down and watched the you entire saw a thing. Glimpse of it on the plane or something. No, right? I we watched it in history class once, but oh. it was like the kind of thing where you watch like watch yeah. the movie ten minutes at a time, and I miss certain bits. And yeah, I, yeah, like I kind of know what happens. It's got Liam Neeson in it. I remember. I've just remembered. But yeah, yeah, uh, cool movie. We'll talk about it next week. Uh, we'll also talk about pretty soon Wonder Woman. If it's not next week, it'll yep. be the week after. Absolutely. Uh, as always, thank you for listening. SoundCloud. Uh, yep. Follow Find us on there. SoundCloud. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us in all the places. Yep. Facebook.com slash be with Sam and Peter. Send us an email. AB with SP. Anything. Um, last, at last gmail.com. Week send us your... Yeah. AB with SP at gmail.com. Last week it was send us your opinion on Ice Bobos versus Honey Jumbles. Uh, this, week, this week, what do you want us to... S- to then just send us. Well, I mean, nobody sent us anything, so we've got to continue the... The Ice Bobo... Ice versus... Bobo debate. How about Ice Bobo's versus... Send... Wait, wait, wait. Remember those Gollywog biscuits? That oh. I don't think they have anymore because they're oh. really racist. Send us the most uh, most culturally offensive food product you've ever seen. Yeah. That's a good one. All right. Anyway, podcast is over now. Yeah. See ya. Uh-huh.